0: what's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of the resilient body podcast i'm your host dr anika the not so typical chiropractor and today we're talking about what to do if you shift in your squat okay Today's episode is inspired by some patients I've been seeing this in during their movement assessments in the office. They all had different reasons why they shifted, which we determined through that assessment, and that led us to figure out exactly where we needed to start and what we needed to include in their own individualized daily movement routine. Alright, so if you're someone who's experiencing any shifting to one way or the other when squatting, this episode is for you. We're going to talk about the reasons why you could be shifting. We're going to talk about the muscles that are involved. And of course, I want to leave you with some movements that you can add into your movement routine and see what works best for you. Alright, so let's get started. First things up. Reasons why you could be shifting. There are a plethora, but let me tell you about some of the main ones that I see. Okay, uh, first thing up, uh, these are in no specific order, but um, ankle mobility. Your calf and your ankle play a role in you sitting in the bottom of your squat. If you have a tight left calf, for instance, or maybe you have limited ankle mobility in that left ankle, which we can determine through an assessment, then most likely. When we go down into a squat, we're going to shift away from that left ankle because we don't have the mobility or the lengthen in the calf muscle to get that ankle mobility to allow you to sit comfortably in the bottom of your squat. Sitting in the bottom of your squat involves our ankles to be able to be that fully mobile. It involves our hip having to be able to be externally rotated and have the mobility for us to sit in that position. So, ankle mobility is one reason. I already kind of talked about the second one, but let's bring it more to light. Hip mobility plays a role. Now, we are talking about we could have some issues when it comes to external rotation of the hip, meaning when our knee is facing more outward, okay? Think about what the bottom of a squat looks like. Our knees are forward a bit over our toes they're facing outward so that we can actually sit in the bottom of that position if your hip cannot externally rotate then we are going to be limited when you're trying to descend or go down into that squat okay if you are a person that you notice um that one hip doesn't open up is good. So think about most people sit in like a butterfly stretch or um, they do a lot of pigeon. If you're a person who tries to do a lot of pigeon on that one side because you notice that one hip is tighter than the other, then that one hip that is tight, meaning it cannot externally rotate it as much as we want it to, when you are going down into a squat, you're going to shift away from that hip that cannot externally rotate it. We have limited mobility in that hip therefore. We are shifting to try to get down as much as we can in that squat, okay? Next thing, we could just have pain in one leg for whatever reason, all right? If we're having some type of pain or issue in one leg, then we're definitely going to shift to the other one. Uh, Prime example, I have a patient now um, who just found out that she has a torn, I suggest, but has a torn meniscus, all right? Now, as we're working on different things around her quad, around her hamstring, around her calf, her ankle, all the stuff, because of her Pain in her knee from time to time when we are doing some type of assessing. Specifically, I want to see how her squats are doing, even though we're just going down to a box. I am seeing if she's shifting. It has definitely gotten better over these three months that we've been working together, but you can tell that she was shifting away from her knee pain. Had nothing to do with her ankle mobility, it was so great. Nothing to do with her hips, her hips move well, but it was that knee that was still healing from that meniscus. Now, We can also have muscular imbalances from side to side. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more later about what muscles are involved and which ones need to be lengthened, which ones need to be strengthened. But depending on what you have going on side to side, we can also be shifting based off of that. Last but definitely not least, let's talk about the foot. Foot stability matters. And what is happening in your foot as you're going down into a squat matters. The first thing I have patients do when they come into the office is I have them take their shoes off. And we're doing everything barefoot because your shoes alter what is happening in your foot. All right. And I need to see it barefoot. So a couple of things I'm looking at when it comes to their feet during squatting. And reason why maybe they're shifting to one side over the other. We could have one foot collapsing. So maybe we're falling more pronated in. And because of that, now our knee is coming more midline. And we talked about earlier how we need our knee to be pointing outward to give that more externally rotation of the hip. If we are that person that is dealing with one foot not being as strong, maybe we're flat-footed, our arches in as well, we're pronating or collapsing in. That means that we're going to be shifting from that side because our Foot is coming in. Our knee is coming in. That entire right leg is not going to be able to get down into the bottom of that squat. So what is happening in your feet matters. Pay attention to see if you're collapsing. Pay attention if your toes are coming up on the floor or you're doing really intense toe gripping to the floor because our foot muscles aren't working like we should. Make sure that you see what is actually happening at the bottom, at the foundation of that squat, which is your feet. Okay, so just to run through that list real quick, we talked about ankle mobility, hip mobility, we talked about muscular imbalances, and we also talked about foot stability. All those could be issues into why you are shifting in your squat, okay? Now, let's move on to what muscles are involved. Now, when it comes to these muscles, there are certain ones that we actually need to lengthen, and there's actually ones that we need to strengthen, Okay, now some of the main muscles that I address when I notice that someone is shifting in their squat, I check out their TFL, I check out the IT band, and their adductors, specifically on the side that I already see that shift going to. That lets me know that those muscles are tight and that we need to work on specifically lengthening those, okay? So if you're someone, if you notice that, which, um, if you are shifting, let's say you're shifting to the right side. I want you to check out that TFL and the IT band. Are you noticing that that right IT band always feels tight? Are you noticing that the inner thigh of that right side, your adductor feels tight? Are you someone who experiences groin strains frequently? I know for me, and I wish I would have known this back at that time, but in high school, playing basketball, Every season, I pulled my groin. To me, it was like, oh, it's not the seeking yet, and we're not going through conditioning yet if I have not pulled my groin. Now that I'm older, I realize that I think it was a lot to do with my hips, but also my feet because I have flat feet. I wasn't told to work on my arches, all the things. I was even orthotics, and it actually made my feet worse than what they should have. So, something that I noticed, something that I was, I was always um, dealing with, were groin strains. So if you're someone who you notice in that frequently, that's something that you do it when maybe you're trying to ramp up on exercise, maybe you're running more, maybe just any type of activity, that's something that we need to address, okay? Now, the muscles on the opposite side, the side that you're not shifting to, I tend to check out, like, some of those external rotator muscles. You know, we talked about how the hip needs to be able to externally rotate in order to sit in the bottom of that squat. So, like, our performance, some of the muscles that you hit when you're doing those figure four stretches or those pigeon stretches, we're hitting some of those. And also checking out the hamstrings, Okay. Now, once we've worked on lengthening those muscles, let's strengthen the ones we need to. So maybe we've used a foam roller, the lacrosse ball, dynamic stretching, you know, any type of things like that to make sure that we've those muscles. Now, we need to work on the ones that actually need to help us sit down into that squat. So we're going to work on some glute med things. That means that we need to work on stuff side to side or just lifting one leg up and more away from the body to get those muscles Activating and then we need to work on the opposite side, inner thigh. Okay, making sure that we are addressing both of those because they work together, keeping our hips level, keeping everything where we need it to be in order for us to ascend equally that da- descend equally down to the bottom of the squat. Now, because we talked about muscles, I'm going to go ahead and hop into the movements that are going to help. Okay, now. We're going to do a little bit of a side bridging with clamshell to make sure that we're turning on that glute medius. All right. Then we're also going to do just some side sideline adduction or even throwing a ball in between our knees to squeeze as we're doing things like glute bridges or things like that. That is primarily to make sure that we are just activating our adductors and activating our glute med. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the um the actual joints that are going to be involved. So we talked about if we have limited ankle mobility. I'm going to tag a video in here that's going to show you how we can increase the ankle mobility using a band and also using some weight, okay? Because we need to increase what's happening in that joint, all right? Next, we also talked about the hip joint and how we need it to externally rotate. I'm going to tag in an assisted hip airplane, which is going to show you how we keep one leg down and we focus on externally rotating the entire pelvis, over one leg, instead of just moving that hip or that leg to externally rotate. I know that kind of sounded crazy, but you'll understand it more when you see the video, okay? And then last but definitely not least, we talked about making sure that we are lengthening up those pair, those piriformis, those hip external rotators. So sitting down into the 90-90 hip stretch is one of my favorites, but we add a thrust in there, okay? So now we are having our hips in a specific position. We are stretching them out at first by lengthening them, and then we're activating them by coming up into this hip thrust position. These are all movements that can turnly help kind of hit a little bit of everything, okay? We want to make sure we hit the ankle, the hip, foot, all the things. Figure out what works best for your body, what brings you the best change. Get in front of a mirror, record your squat, do some of these movements, and then record again, you know, some pre and post tests, and see which ones work best for you, all right? You will notice that your squat won't shift as much, and maybe you will even notice that maybe you're getting down a little bit lower in there as well we want to limit the number of bad reps during your squat so once you figure out what works best for you in your routine make sure you're adding that into your warm-up before you're doing any type of squatting okay as always my goal is to help you move better feel better and be resilient i hope you guys found this episode super valuable i'll holler at y'all on the next one